Hello, and welcome to The Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate, I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. On our podcast today, we are going to talk about the spirit of adoption. I have a special guest on the show who wants to share her story about her natural adoption and how God used that to give her a prophetic picture of spiritual adoption and how that applies to our lives. And so I have a special guest on the show. We go to church together and have served on the worship team together. And about a year and a half ago, I gave her a prophetic word that I had no idea what I was saying because it uh, touched on the topics we're talking about today. And so I'm excited to have Melanie Thomas on the podcast. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Beth. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to dive into this topic. Yes, you and I have talked about, uh, after that word, you know, we had that connection and we talked about adoption. And I had shared with you that I do genealogy as a hobby. And I've been involved in, because of that, in reuniting people who have had like long lost family members or, you know, family members they've been disconnected from or uh, adoptions and, and things of that nature. And so I know the power of identity and what that can mean to someone and the the things that we're going to talk about. And so I'm just going to sort of flip it over to you, let you introduce yourself and share your story, and let's just see where the conversation leads us. Awesome. Well, again, I am Melanie, um, as Beth stated. Uh, We do go to church together. Grateful for that, grateful for that friendship, grateful for some of the things spiritually that have, uh, I guess, come to light in my life through this friendship. And so you said that I kind of want to share my story and and I will, I'll share parts of it. Um, Obviously there's some, you know, some details that I'll, I'll need to leave pretty vague, but um, I was adopted at birth. Um, My parents, adopted parents got the phone call the morning of my birth that I was being born. They had been praying for a child because they were not able to have children of their own. So they received the phone call that morning. Within a matter of just a few hours, uh, we became, uh, I guess, united as parents and child. And so that's pretty much where it begins uh, for me. I found out when I was five years old that I was adopted. You know how kids are in school and, you know, you, you start to pick up on things. Kids look different. You look at your family members. You kind of look different from them. Uh, so, you, you know, I guess normal childhood questions rise. And uh, my parents felt like it was a good time to break the news that I was adopted. And uh, it didn't really change anything for me. I didn't view them any differently. I didn't view my family any differently. You know, that was that was my family. So I grew up always knowing that I was adopted. Uh, again, it didn't change anything. I was never, you know, I never felt like I was second rate to any of my cousins. Uh, my grandparents, you know, loved me just as much as they did my cousins. There was there was no difference made. And so in uh, 1997, my adopted mother 
I'm just going to say her past caught up with her and I'm going to leave it at that. Um, unfortunately she, uh, removed herself from the picture of our family and, uh, my dad was kind of faced with the decision, you know, do I let somebody else take the kids from here? We had a couple of family members that were trying to take my brother and me, kind of give dad a break. He said, no, those those are my kids. My brother was also adopted, by the way, at birth. And so essentially dad chose us twice in our life. Um, just a few years later after that, he remarried. God gave us a wonderful, we affectionately call her mom, because in our family, we don't have steps. So um, here we are. That's my story. And uh, grateful for my family. With all that said, we'll we'll dive right into kind of the spiritual parallels, if you want to, Beth. Right. Yeah. You and I have, uh, as a result of, of, of me learning about your story and all, we've had several conversations about uh, the parallels and the spiritual, because I'm always interested in the prophetic parallel. And I know there's people who this may touch home with you. And I want you to understand, you know, as a listener, that when you are born again, you are adopted into a whole new family, into the kingdom of God through, through Jesus Christ. And so uh, we want to talk about all of those elements and and how your story applies to this and how it gave you a better understanding, a greater understanding of spiritual adoption. Yeah, I kind of remember uh, being a teenager. You know, as you grow up, things take on new meanings. You you start to understand things a little differently. I think I was reading in Romans one day as a teenager in uh, Romans chapter eight, where it says, you've received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry Abba. I've heard a couple of different studies on the word Abba. From all things that I've read and heard, that points to we don't just call him father. We don't just call him God, the father. Essentially, that is. Such an intimate way of of describing him as father it's almost equivalent to calling him daddy you know so in my life my father i call him daddy because we're that close you know i've my whole life i've been daddy's girl there's no question about that and so when i read that that scripture in romans and i i think i still have it it's underlined in my bible actually that i've in my natural life, have been given the gift of adoption. But in my spiritual life also, through being born again, through accepting Christ as my Savior, I've also been given the spirit of adoption. So it's pretty neat to to be able to look at both aspects of it and see how they, I guess, kind of bounce off of each other. Right. And Paul, in the New Testament, he talks about being adopted and he, he's actually talking about this on two different levels he's talking about the jews who were considered the firstborn sons of god and how that the church people who are born again part of the ecclesia of the church that they are adopted into being a jew mm-hmm. but i want to go a step further and talk about spiritual adoption that when we become adopted we become adopted into the family of God, the kingdom of God, leaving our old life behind. Mm 
mm-hmm. and becoming a part of this new family. In fact, uh, the Greek word for adoption in the New Testament is uh, huiothesia, and it's a compound word made up of two words. The, the first part of that word, like huio, it means son or it can also mean daughter by extension. And thesia or thesis means to place into, and it means to place or son or daughter into the new family. And we see that there's examples of adoption in the Bible. We see that Mordecai adopts his cousin Esther as his own daughter. And we see that Moses was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. And so there's examples of physical adoption in the Bible, but there's also examples of spiritual adoption. And so I want to draw the parallels that there's a spiritual adoption that takes place. And we want to hit on some of these points uh, that that you and I have previously discussed about adoption Mm -hmm. and what that can mean for us as believers as Mm -hmm. we come out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. Right. So obviously the, the first thing that happens when one is born again is they're given a new identity um just as i was given a new identity at birth i actually have (laughs) it's funny um i have two birth certificates uh the first one just simply says baby mims as my name my second birth certificate says melanie thomas and so you know on my adoption papers that was the the legal uh, process of me going from baby Mims to Melanie Thomas. There's a couple of scriptures that I want to reference um, in Isaiah, you know, and the, and being adopted, you know, some of these scriptures I see in a different light. I, I read them from a different angle, I guess, than than some people do, but they're special to me, you know. In Isaiah 43, of course, the Lord's talking to to Israel. But I, I take this as my own, and it says, I have redeemed you. I've called you by name, and you are mine. And then the scripture in Jeremiah um, chapter 1, verse 5, it says, I like the way that the King James Version says it. He says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee. The thing is, you know, the Lord doesn't call me by my past. He's not going to do that. He's not going to call you by your past. He calls you by whatever your new name is. Your new name is saved. Your new name is redeemed. Your new name is cleansed. Your new name is righteous. You know, just as nobody refers to me anymore as baby Mims. Thank God. I wouldn't know who they were talking about. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, know yeah, yeah. You know, so my identity now on the natural earth is Melanie Thomas. It's not my old name. It's not who I was before I was adopted. And the same thing goes for us. You know, when we're adopted into the family of God, when we're adopted into the kingdom, we're adopted as a child of God. We're not called by our past. Thank God for that. Right. It makes me think of when Saul Uh, His name was changed to Paul. And Mm -hmm. so you almost think of those as two different people because Saul persecuted Christians. But Mm -hmm. Paul was uh, was a teacher, a leader 
you know, mm-hmm. an apostle for so many mm-hmm. Christians, and they just seem so polar opposite, even mm-hmm. though it's the same person. It's almost hard to fathom. Paul, at one time, was Saul and had done all these atrocities. And so, absolutely, one of the most beautiful things about spiritual adoption that we see mirrored in physical adoption is a change in your identity. I love mm-hmm. that. And that can be demonstrated through a name change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think one of the other things that we talked about was what what benefits do we have for being adopted? I know when I was 16, I actually had the chance to meet my biological family. And a lot of people said, oh, no, you're too young for that. It was really a God thing as far as the timing. And again, I won't go into the the details of that, but it, it truly was a God thing. I met by my biological family. They were they were sweet people. But I caught a glimpse of what my life could have been um, had I not been adopted. And I'm going to be honest and I'm going to say that it gave me a whole new appreciation for my dad, for the life that I had been afforded by adoption, the opportunities that I was given as a child the Christian home that I was raised in. Oh my goodness. People, please don't take that for granted. If you're raising your child in a good Christian home, don't take that lightly. And I'll say that, you know, to anybody that's listening, if you were raised in a good Christian home, don't take that for granted because I mean, that's, that's a, that's a very powerful thing. And it's almost, you know, the saying you don't realize what you have until it's gone. Thankfully, that wasn't the case for me, but sometimes you need to see what you were saved from to be truly thankful for what you have, you know, and I was thinking on that point the other night and just kind of dwelling on it, talking to the Lord about it, and almost as clear as we're talking right now, I heard him say, just as you caught a glimpse of what your life could have been had it not been for adoption. And he just stopped. And I sat here for a second and I thought, wow. But it's the same way in our spiritual life. You know, we catch a glimpse of what life used to be for us before we were saved. We catch a glimpse of what life could have been had we not been saved. Where would we where would we be but for the grace of God? You know, Right. It makes me think of recently I went to a family reunion and uh, there were some people there, nice people, but because of uh, abuse of alcohol and, and things like that, that they had lived rough and and they're good people. But they had lived rough and had a lot of health problems and had a victim mentality and things of that nature. And and so when I when I left there, I was glad that that I connected with with these people. But I noticed and, and I, I recognized that because my mom had been the Moses in our family and had led our family into a godly lifestyle mm-hmm. that but for the grace of God, go I because that's all. My family had known for generations, going mm-hmm. back for generations. And because of the work that the Lord did in, in our family, he redeemed our family and changed us. And I'm so grateful for what the Lord has done in our family. And, and I, re- I really took a moment, you know, in that moment to realize it and to recognize it. 
and to just have such a heart of gratitude. So I can totally uh, identify with that on some level Mm -hmm. of what you're saying right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and two, with adoption, there's there's a difference, you know, between foster care and adoption. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that that are foster parents. And, hey, thank God for you. If you're fostering a child in any way, thank God for you. And may God give you strength because, man, that's that's a whole different that's a whole different topic. We're not going to go there. But um, but with adoption, there there comes a sense of security. I've never questioned who I am legally. I'm a Thomas just as well, just as much as my cousins are Thomases, just as much as my dad is a Thomas. I'm a Thomas legally. And uh, my brother's a Thomas. You know, my brother uh, has a, a 16-month-old right now. And it's funny because we like to, I, well, I refer to her as the littlest Thomas. Um, for a lot of years, Zach was the youngest Thomas. And then, of course, when he had his little girl, she became the youngest Thomas. Um, and what's so funny about it? And I'll tie this back in. I'm going to go down this little rabbit trail real quick. What's so funny about it is if you look at the Thomas family, predominantly they have dark hair, brown eyes, and for the most part, they're dark complected. My brother and I are both pretty fair complected. Both have blue eyes and both had blonde hair as kids. You know, and so when you're looking at the Thomas family, we didn't really look like Thomases, but legally, we were just as much a Thomas. Um, I have never felt like I was second rate to any of of my relatives. Um, I can remember in uh, middle school, I think it was, my cousin and I went to school together, and there was a girl that was that was being a bully, and my cousin got in her face, and she said, "You leave my cousin alone." And the girl said, she's not your cousin. She was adopted. And, oh, boy, um, my cousin, well, anyway, she she wouldn't stand for it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was it, it did not turn out well for the for the bully. I'll put it that way. But I have that security when you're looking at it from a legal standpoint. Um, I counseled. Not really counseled. I I asked um, a lady that we are both friends with that worked in the court system for a lot of years. You know, legally, are there any differences between an adopted child and a natural child? And uh, she looked into it and talked to some of her um, her legal counsels. And uh, she came back to me and she said, there is no difference. And and I I thought that, but I wanted to you know have that for sure. And I actually looked it up today, and I and I um, this comes from definitions.uslegal.com. It's on the internet; it has to be true, right? But I like the way that it words it, and it says, "An adopted child includes any person legally adopted as the child of another in a court proceeding." It goes on to say, "The adoptive child is given all rights, privileges, and duties of a child in adopted family." The adopted child is considered as the legal heir of the adopted family. My dad doesn't have natural children of his own, but even if he did, my brother and I 
are on a level playing field should there be any other natural children. There's no difference, you know, just because of us being adopted. And it's the same way in the family of God. It tells us in scripture, God, when he looks at his children, there's neither male nor female, Greek nor Jew. He doesn't see a difference in any of us. We are all his children. We are all heirs of the kingdom. Right. I know someone that adopted a stepchild, and I know that their lawyer advised them and made sure they understood what they were doing. You know, he said, if you and the child's parent divorce, then you understand that you may have to pay child support for this child, just like you would a natural child. And he would have all the benefits and you would have all the responsibility as if this was a natural born child. And of course, he, you know, he understood those things and agreed. But uh, the lawyer wanted to make it clear that he understood that this this puts an adoptee on legal footing as a natural born child in the eyes of the law. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's such a powerful example. And yes, you know, Paul is talking here about the Gentile and the Jew. But we also know that this is talking about that you were we were born into sin. We were born into another kingdom, a kingdom of darkness. Mm-hmm. But we have been brought into the kingdom of light when we become born again. And so we're adopted into a whole new family mm-hmm. uh, legally with our identity and that we can have future security mm-hmm. as part of those benefits, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And I, I know a lot of people love that scripture. They have made it their scripture, but I, I I love it. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in a future. So I love that scripture. Even when I, I have questions about, you know, what would life have been had I not been adopted? I have to just go back to the scripture. The Lord knew in the very beginning the plans that he had for me, their plans to prosper me. I guess one revelation that the Lord gave me a couple of months ago when I was uh, kind of going on this, this road, you never see a child adopted out of prosperity into poverty. And I'm going to let that sink in for a second. When a child is adopted, it's usually out of a life of poverty into a life of prosperity. Right. And it's the same way, you know, when we're born again, sin has nothing to offer us. But as children of God, we have everything to look forward to. Yes, absolutely. You know, God adopts all who believe in Christ into his forever family. And the fullness of our inheritance awaits when Christ returns and God's family will all be home again in heaven. And so that's such a beautiful picture of being adopted into a a greater kingdom or a greater family of God, if you will. What a beautiful picture of the inheritance that waits on us. You know, this reminds me of inheritance. You know, we touched on this with the legal before, but if uh, there's an inheritance, you you were going to speak to that for an Mm -hmm. adoptee, then you're treated the same as the natural children, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. As far as the court system, there, there is no difference between 
you know, and I, I know we keep honing in on this. There's no difference between an adopted child and a natural child. Right. You know, talking about all of these things and, you know, and, and just to, to go back and hit on the points we've covered of spiritual adoption, that that gives us a new identity. That means a complete change out of out of your past and into the future that the Lord gives us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. The benefits there of, you know, prosperity and security and love and then security, you know, that inheritance and that legal promise from the Lord. We live in a world full of people longing for a place to belong, longing for a seat at the table. And God the Father, through Jesus Christ, his son, does that. He gives us a name and makes us heirs, co-heirs with Christ. And adoption is at the heart of the very storyline of the Bible. And so what a beautiful illustration. Your life is a living testimony of adoption and the power of adoption. And you, I've met your family. You have a wonderful family. Mm-hmm. And what a, what a blessing that is. And I hope that this gives people a greater understanding of spiritual adoption. And if maybe you're struggling with your identity as a listener, and maybe this can help give you a peace and an understanding about what it means. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter how you were born. The main thing is that you get born again. Absolutely. And I think that's a great way to, to really wrap it up. Is there anything you wanted to leave us with? Um, I just want to say, if there's anybody listening that maybe you were adopted, you know, maybe maybe your story is, is kind of similar to mine. Maybe you have some questions about your identity. Grab hold of some of these scriptures. Grab hold of this whole concept. You don't have to question your security in Christ. You know, if you've been born again, if you're a child of God, hold on to that. Don't let any questions about your identity, about anything about your natural life, don't let any of that sway you. Hold on to who you are in Christ. Amen. What a great place to end. Thank you so much for sharing your story, for being so open and willing to talk about uh, these things and, and to paint a picture for us of what adoption can mean. All of these wonderful things, just talking about your name change and, and what that meant for your identity, the, the legal things you learned about going from one family to such a godly family and what a blessing that is and to the legal rights and benefits of inheritance and, and all of those things that, that adoption carry with it. But I also want to point out too the the picture here I don't want to leave out is uh, that of the loving father and, mm-hmm. and your father has been a picture of that. And what a blessing that is. What a beautiful picture of what the oh, Lord has done yes. for us. Yes. I'm so, so grateful. I'm so grateful for my, my daddy. Well, and it, yeah, it makes us think of our <laughs> heavenly father too. Right. And how, right. We great, how grateful we are for what he's done for us. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Your story. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be informed next time I post. Thank you again and have a blessed day.